Becoming a parent is one of the great joys of life. But it's also one of the great stresses, particularly for mums who have to deal with all the physical changes of pregnancy, birth and breastfeeding, as well as the social expectations that are there every step of the way. What's important is for mums to have the support and networks they need and the permission to go through their journey their way. Come to think of it, it's not just mums who need that. It's all of us. This is Signs of the Times Radio with Kent Kingston. Hi, how are you doing? It's great to have you with us on Signs of the Times Radio. I'm here in the studio with one of my colleagues, Ms. Kylie Banks. How are you, Kylie? I'm great, thanks, Kent. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very, very well. Now... Kylie, tell us a, a little bit about yourself. You, you live here in Sydney, actually not far from work, which is great. Yeah, I just um, walked to work. Yeah, yeah. So get, tell us about the, the various hats you wear. Well, I wear quite a few hats, actually. Mm-hmm. So I work for Mums at the Table with the team two days a week. Mm-hmm. And then I also manage social media accounts. Mm-hmm. And I have a e-commerce business that deals in all things ethical gifting. Okay. All right. Look, that's that's fascinating. And you, you're you uh, a mum too, yeah? I am a mum to one, one skin child and one fur child. <laughs> okay. Dog dog or cat? Oh, oh, dog. Okay. Good, good. Just just checking because obviously it's important to some people to know if, if you are a dog person or a, or a cat person. So... Well, I'm an animal person in general, but my husband's allergic to cats, so there will be none in our household. Oh, okay. So, all right. So, you're a mum, you're a pet owner, social media, a bit of e-commerce, and mums at the table you mentioned. And that's really what I'd like to get into today, Kylie. What is Mums at the Table? Mums at the Table is uh, quite a diverse project, actually, because it has a TV show, it has a magazine, although we don't produce the magazine anymore. Physically, but yeah, it's, it's, the it's articles are online. It's online, yeah. yes. Okay. There is a whole lot of printables that mums can access mm-hmm. and Facebook groups that you can join and be part of. Basically, at the heart of Mums at the Table is just loving on mums and caring about mums mm-hmm. in our local communities. Okay. It seems that in recent years, the whole area of women's media has has expanded. Do you see yourself as being in, in that space? Yeah, I guess we are. We do a, a lot of work with women and mm-hmm. our target audience is women, particularly mums. And yeah, yeah, I guess we we fly the fly the banner for women in media. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. But what, why mums in particular? What what is it about that particular demographic, that particular target group, that made you guys think that hey, you know, this is a, a group that needs our attention? I think when you become a mum first time round. It is a pretty life-changing thing. Mm. You know, usually you are at home, there is so much change that goes on and it can be quite isolating. Mm. You know, usually your husband or your partner will go back to work and you're left to fend for it. 
Mm. And your body is doing all sorts of crazy things. There's there's so much that you're that you don't know will happen mm. and happens. <laughs> and so it can it can be quite a daunting task and it's such a big life change, I mm. think, too, that you really don't realize just how big it is until you're actually in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. I, I I guess when you think about it all the different aspects of, of life are challenged. As you mentioned, you know, you may have been working full time up to that point and then suddenly you're not. You know, so there's that career and the identity and then that has financial implications. Then the relational stuff, like you say, you know, wow, it used to be just, you know, for first time mums especially, it used to be just, you know, us two, the couple, and now we've got this third person that just changes up the dynamic and that has all kinds of implications. And it's, you know, it's emotional, it's spiritual and it's social. Like, you know, suddenly all your single friends are wanting to do fun stuff and you're like, oh, I can't do it. I've got to look after a baby. Or <laughs> You know what I mean? It's- Absolutely. Yeah, I, I do know what you mean. I, I remember when I had my son, Archie, mm. we just... I had him in Singapore. We were living in Singapore and at about 10 weeks old, we moved back to Australia Mm. and I didn't have the mums groups. We weren't living around my family, so I didn't have family support. And it can be a really, really lonely, daunting journey. Mm. But it it can be fantastic if you're hooked into to support and and you feel like you've got a village around you. Mm -hmm. And so I guess for us, mums at the table is about creating that village around you. Through a time where there's just so much upheaval and change in your life. Yeah, yeah. So Mums at the Table has a, a pretty active social media presence, you know, particularly on on Facebook. What sorts of issues are mums bringing up on that forum? What kinds of questions are they asking? What kinds of discussions are, are happening? Oh, goodness, how long is a piece of string? You know, that that's basically, <laughs> oh, look, we can, we can have... Everything from, you know, when, when should I start my, my child on solids? Mm. My child was doing this, but now they're not doing this anymore. What the mm-hmm. heck's going on? Yep. Through to, I found a stash of my husband's porn magazines. What do I do? Mm-hmm. You know, the, it is, honestly, it is just so diverse. I've, I've heard you say a few times, Kylie, that this is not a forum where the, you know, the, the chattering classes hang out, this is all kinds of women from all kinds of of backgrounds. Can you give us a a picture of the diversity that's there? Absolutely. I mean, we have mums from all over Australia and New Zealand, from all walks of life, whether Mm. they be young mums, old mums, single mums that are solo parenting it, Mm -hmm. whether they have a partner, whether they're, they're straight, they're gay, you know, they're happily married, they're unhappily married. Mm -hmm. Look, honestly, there are mums from all walks of life, religious mums, non-religious mums. Mm, mm. There are no, there are no hard and fast rules on it. It's just simply mums from all walks of life. Now you, you mentioned uh, religious and uh, or irreligious and obviously, you know, Mums at the Table is run by Adventist Media, a, a church-related organisation. So, you know, to what extent does religion come into it? I mean, is this a situation where, you know, a church is, you know, preying on vulnerable women in order to sort of recruit them into their church? Yeah, good question. And the answer to that would be 
No, <laughs> definitely okay. no. Yeah. A resounding no, actually. In fact, the majority of, of the mums that are part of our, our online community mm. are not Adventist. In fact, very few of them are. And if it's an Adventist mums group that you're looking for, this is not this is not the place for you. There are other groups that mm-hmm. that offer that. But, I mean, Adventist mums are welcome, I assume. Absolutely, Adventist mums are welcome. But this is a place where, say, Adventist mums are just one of many perspectives yeah, yeah. that are put forward. And basically for us, we just want our, our members to be honest, mm. to be open, and to be respectful of each other. And, and, and that's that's pretty much <laughs> the boundaries and the premise of it. Yeah, Beyond yeah. that, yeah, absolutely welcome to say as you feel. And as long as it's done respectfully, go for it. <laughs> okay. So do, do you get the sense that, that this is being appreciated by these mums? Are they are they having their isolation reduced? Are they, you know, having their questions answered? Yeah, look, I would have to say yes to that because mm. we've got over 9,000 members on our main uh, mm. Facebook group now. And, and and still growing, I understand. Oh, absolutely. Every single day, you know, there'll be 20 or more requests mm. for members wanting to join join the group. Yeah. And 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 this isn't just liking the page, is it? This is actually a, a closed group. Yeah, this is a closed group. So you actually yeah. have to request to join and and I just think that it's such an active group. I mean, mm. I work in the social media field as I mentioned mm. and for a group of 9,000 people, this is a highly highly engaged group, you know, and mums are asking all manner of questions and other mums are there to support them, to help them through their journey. And yeah, it, it's just a great community. It's it's mums supporting mums. Mm. And I think that, that that's something that uh, can really, really uh, reduce that isolation. And I think too, a big part of my role at Mums at the Table is yeah. establishing local Mums at the Table Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. And... That, that then may actually physically meet up. Yeah. So if, if you're, you know, in Sydney, we have, presently, we have three or four different groups around Sydney as Sydney's a fairly large city. Yeah, yeah. So we've got three or four different pages of mums at the table groups there. For example, Blue Mountains, there's a Ride one, mm. there's a Chatswood one, okay. just to name a, a few. And and mm. when you jump on and, and, you know, join your local group, you have the opportunity then to actually step out from behind the computer and actually meet up and mm. and enjoy some face-to-face communication and yeah. and support each other in, in a very real way. Yeah, which, which thank goodness, you know, thanks to the reduction of COVID restrictions is becoming more and more possible Absolutely. In, in more and more places. So, so that's great. Now, look, Kylie, some of our listeners may be thinking, oh my goodness, mums, mums, mums. If I hear the word mum one more time, I'm changing <laughs> the station. You know, I'll listen to another podcast. Thanks. We've got a, a great article in this month's Signs of the Times magazine by uh, your colleague, Vania Chu. She talks about uh, the Mums at the Table project and, and you've you know unpacked that really well for us so far, Kylie, but she she makes the point that, hey, some of the things that she's learned and that she's witnessed through 
involvement with the Mums at the Table uh, Facebook group in particular, sort of life lessons that all of us can benefit from. She she goes through five points there. Now, are, are you able to summarise those for us quickly? Yeah, Vanya wrote a great article. The first point that she she brought out was watching your your language and she's not talking about swear words and things. No, no, she's not actually. But yeah. anyone that is a mum will be down with the jargon of new mums and and basically read us just the first paragraph of of that article. I'd, I'd be interested to know if how many of our listeners would actually be able to to interpret this jargon. You know, just just to illustrate the point. All right, here we go. FTM here. My LO has EBF since birth. Now she's eight months. My MIL thinks she should be on purees, but I want to try BLW. <laughs> So, so, so Vania makes the point that it's not just in groups of, of mums who use jargon like this. It's, it's sort of rife, isn't it, in all kinds of, of subcultures. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think she makes a great point there about just being aware of your audience mm-hmm. when you're speaking and, and making sure that you're connecting with, with them in an appropriate way that they are going to understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. And look, some of our listeners, Kylie, are, are probably still stuck on all, all those acronyms back there. Can, can you read the sentence again and interpret the acronyms for us just to, just to help those playing at home? Absolutely. So <laughs> FTM here, FTM means first time mum. Okay, so first time mum here. Okay, got that. My LO has EBF since birth. <laughs> so LO means little one uh-huh. and EBF means exclusively breastfed. Right. My MIL thinks she should be on purees. MIL, mother-in-law. Uh-huh. But I want to try BLW. And BLW is baby-led weaning. Right, okay, which is there's obviously a philosophy that you should follow the cues of, of your baby when it comes to switching from from milk to, to solid foods. Yeah, and yeah. I look, I have to admit that even I, when I first read that first paragraph, <laughs> there were some of them I was familiar with and there were others that I went, what? What's mm-hmm. this? Because my son's nine now, so... Wow. I'm a little out of the loop on all the acronyms there. <laughs> so this the, the, this is the the nerdy mum scene, people. There, there's a nerdy mum scene out there with its own acronyms, and, and and I guess the point is well made that you know we all have our little nerdy scene and our little in group, and it can be it can exclude others, and even you know some Aussie slang that we use can be hard for you know people who who perhaps come from a non English speaking background, for example. It's just yeah, watch your language. It's it's a good point. I, I like it. What's what's the second point? Second one that she makes is people should feel safe about asking questions and uh-huh. this is so important. I mean, it's it's important in our mums at the table group, mm. but it's just a great principle in life mm-hmm. where you want to create an environment where if someone's not sure of something, you're the person that they can come and ask or mm-hmm. you know, they 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 feel comfortable enough to to just say, "Hey, what does this mean?" Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I know sometimes on Facebook that you see these discussions where someone asks a question and someone else just goes, Google it. (laughs) That's it. And yeah, in a way, yeah, you could have just Googled it instead of disturbing everyone and, you know, another notification pops up. But from another point of view, this is about building community. 
So, yeah, you ask the dumb question and you get the obvious answer, but at least you've connected with a human being that day rather than just Google. Yeah, that's right. And I I think, too, oftentimes context is really important. Yeah. And Googling it, you'll often miss miss the context. Whereas Mm. when Mm. you're asking a question of somebody, you can often gain a lot more Mm. from contextualising it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think Vania makes a, a, a great, great point there. Mm, yeah. And, and I should add, even though we use the phrase Googling, it doesn't mean we particularly support that particular search engine. I, I use DuckDuckGo myself. <laughs> 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 but it's, a, it's a, a generic term that I think has just come to mean, you know, web search engine. You've done well, Google. You've, you've infected our language. Okay, what's, what's number three? Well, number three is every child's different. Mm-hmm. I, I really love this one because... As a mum, it is so interesting just watching what pace your child develops at. Yeah, yeah. And quite literally, every child's different, you know. Mm. My, my child didn't really get teeth until he was almost one and mm-hmm. didn't start crawling till he was almost one. Right, and, and it seems that sometimes you, you hear parents talking about their their children's developmental milestones and it seems there's a little bit of one-upmanship that comes up into it sometimes. It's like, oh, you know, our daughter, you know, walked at 12 months. Oh, really? Well, my daughter worked at, uh, started walking at 11 months. Since. Well, my sister, like her babies, all started walking by 10 months. You, you know, it's like everyone's trying <laughs> Absolutely, trying to outdo yes. each other, and if and if you're the parent sitting there thinking, "Oh heck, my kid didn't walk till like 14, 15 months," are they, you know, are they developmentally delayed? You know, this this can be a worry. Absolutely, I mean, some kids are born with teeth. Some mm-hmm. kids, you know, don't get them till till quite later. Mm. Some kids work, walk early. I know, I know, my son. He didn't. He didn't bother starting to walk until about sixteen months mm, mm. when he took his first couple of steps, and then went. You've got to be kidding me! Why would I do that when I can be carried around? So he sat around <laughs> for another month until he went. Oh, okay, maybe there's something in this. It, so it really, it really varies, mm. and you shouldn't be worried if your child is taking their sweet time. Mm. about something. Well, this, and this, this is where I start to wonder, Kylie, because surely there's a limit to this. I mean, because surely there is, yes, there is a range of, you know, normal development of a child when, you know, th- there's a range when reaching a certain milestone is is normal and is okay. And then there, the, there are the edges of that, which are normal and okay. But beyond that, I mean, if you've got a three-year-old who hasn't really started talking at all, I mean, surely you've got problems. Well, that is definitely something you do want to look mm. look into, and uh, you'd certainly be heading for your GP mm. as a starting starting point. So, absolutely. But I I think you know to to feel to feel bad because your child is is only doing things you know a few months after someone else's child or mm. is is really really. Yeah. Doing yourself a big disservice, but but if your child is quite a long way behind, mm, then mm. absolutely, you know you, that that's something that you really want to get onto and and look into, and and your GP is the best place to start. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess in a place like you know the Mums at the Table Facebook group, you could be 
asking these questions. Hey, you know, is it normal for my child not to have walked or talked or done this or that by by this many months or, or this many years? And you'll start to get a feel for what the normal range is. But like you say, you know, there are helping professionals out there. Now, look, Vania's point here is to bring each of these sort of parenting, you know, mum kind of concerns into the mainstream for the rest of us. So what, how does she connect this idea of, you know, every child is different to the, the wider community, to, to the rest of us who aren't mums? I, I just think it's a great principle that spans spans us all. You know, mm-hmm. we're all different. And to be, just to be accepting and mm. celebrate our differences and also just to to be kind on ourselves. You yeah. know, if we're not hitting something or doing something at the same time as someone else or if we're not as put together as that influencer on Instagram or (laughs) if our house isn't as tidy as our next-door neighbours. Let um, let alone Marie Kondo. Yes, (laughs) and if we're not a domestic goddess every day of the week, that's okay to to just be be kind to ourselves, you Mm. know. My sister-in-law, oh, my goodness, she is a domestic goddess in the kitchen. Yep. I enjoy cooking when I have the time, but <laughs> I don't I in no way, shape or form consider myself a domestic goddess. My talents lie in other places yeah, yeah. that she doesn't have. And so I help her with my by using my talents to give her a hand and mm. sometimes she helps me and makes me scrumptious meals, yeah. which I definitely appreciate so <laughs> so i i think it's more about accepting the fact that that mm, we're all different mm. and then celebrating what's good about what's good about me and what's good about you and and coming at it with that sort of focus okay okay so the so the first three points we've looked at are number one what what's your language you know watch the jargon what was number two again number two was People feeling safe about asking yeah, questions. Okay, yeah, okay. So don't be afraid to, to ask questions. Number three just then was... Everyone's different. Everyone's different. Everyone's unique. Okay, what's what's number four? Nobody's perfect. Well, Let yeah. go of your guilt. Mm. Ain't that the truth? I think that ties in a little bit with what we were sort of talking about. Yeah, yeah. Social media can be an absolute terror for mm. this sort of thing you know it just sets the bar in such an unrealistic sort of way you, you get this this filtered cropped framed version of reality on social media and i mean who who can ever measure up to that that's right i i think sometimes we are so tough on ourselves and and we forget that mm. instagram and facebook and and any other sort of social media platform Oh, there's so much filtering that goes mm, that mm. goes on. There's there's so many, just so much non-reality. I, yeah. I think that goes on there. That that but basically destructive messages in the end. Yeah, it is. We're we're mm. we're incredibly unkind to ourselves. You know, yeah, when yeah. we when we start comparing ourselves mm. to that sort of thing. Sure. And uh, I think that Vania's point here is great because mm. the moment we start comparing ourselves. The moment we start to feel guilt mm-hmm. about who we are yep. and how we're made and what we're about. Yeah. And Although, I mean, to, to balance that, I mean, we, we did an episode, um, you know, our regular listeners will remember, you know, just a, a week or so ago, we were talking about guilt, for example, and that guilt actually has a place. Guilt can be a good thing. If we've done something wrong, feeling guilty is actually the right response. It's a healthy response. And I don't know, sometimes I get a little bit uncomfortable with this message of you are enough you are not broken, whatever you are is fine, you know, and, and we have, I mean, I get where it's coming from, like, for example, we have the sort of bo- body positive 
message that says, hey, don't let people tell you that you're, you know, fat and, and ugly and, and overweight. You know, those are terrible ideas. Be proud and, of who you are. You're beautiful just the way you are. I get it. But then on the other hand, well, obesity is a massive issue. Massive and health issue at that. It's a massive health. Well, that's what I mean. It's a massive mm. health issue and people are dying prematurely because of it. So how do we balance up this message of, hey, you're a worthy person, whatever your diversity, whatever your issues that you're struggling with, you are special, you're precious. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But on the other hand, hey, sometimes we do have issues and we do need help. We do need to recognize the fact that this is a problem. I'm not treating myself right. I'm not treating other people right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Maybe, maybe I'm overreact, maybe a bit hypersensitive to that, but I just keep hearing this cultural message and feel the need to push back. <laughs> no, absolutely. You're, you're right in that. And I think what happens there is possibly a little self-reflection, mm. you know, about what you're feeling and why you're feeling. Mm. So if you're feeling envious about something yeah. or guilty about something, yep. why? Why is that? Mm. Where's it coming from? What's driving it? That's right. And, and, and if the answer is because I'm a bad person, because I'm a horrible person, well, then that's probably something unhealthy. That's probably something you, you need to start working on. That's self-talk you need to change. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. But if, it, if it's just simply I'm not good enough because I don't keep my place spotless, mm-hmm. I'm not that you're a slob, but just mm. that you're busy, your place is tidy, but it's not Instagram tidy, (laughs) you know? So I think there's, there's got to be a, a element of, yeah, self-reflection and realism that goes with that. Okay. And just, well, time is running out on us, Kylie. What's the fifth point there? What's Barney's fifth point? Every mum needs a village. Oh, every, everyone needs a village. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I think she nailed it when she said this, you know, first time mums, Mm -hmm. it is, it is, it's hard going Mm. and you need that support just as Every single person needs a village. They need that yeah. support. You know, we we are wired to be connected. We are wired totally. to to belong, to f- yeah. have that that sense of belonging, and to have that safe place where we can mm. we can just be ourselves. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm a really firm believer, Kylie, in that sort of the natural structure of the family and and of humanity was to live in often a literal village. And to have extended family around you so that, you know, children are cared for by aunties and uncles and grandparents Mm -hmm. and older sisters and cousins. And it's not this situation where there's just one poor mum in a house in the suburbs with the doors and windows locked all by herself struggling through. I mean, that seems really unhealthy. So somehow we need to find a way to build this network to, you know, find these people who can be a part of our child raising and in return to realise that we need to be support for other people. Absolutely. I think yeah. the, the best way to burn out is mm. to burn your village down, <laughs> you know, because nice. yeah. it's by creating that that village mm. and being part of it that, that, that actually you gain strength from. Yeah, yeah. Boy, those, and, and as, you know, Vani says all through this article, this is not just something for mums. This is something for all of us. All of us need a village. All of us need a support network. You know, loneliness is at epidemic levels right now. Yeah, we've been through some hard times this year in 2020. You know, people need people. That's what it comes down to. So, look, Kylie, for many of our listeners will be wondering, hey, how can I find out more about Mums at the Table? Where, where do I go? What tips can you give? 
great place to start is to head to the website, mm-hmm. Mums at the Table. There you'll find a whole lot of... Um, Mumsatthetable.com, isn't it? Yes, mumsatthetable.com. Okay. Uh, you'll find it a whole lot of resources there mm. from segments for the show. Oh, okay. So vi- video on, segments. Yep. Yeah, video segments. You'll find printables there that you can download and mm-hmm. print off from you know, daily schedules to mm. all manner of things. Different activities, how-to instructions, activities, recipes. Behaviour yeah. management charts, oh, wow, okay. the whole the whole lot. Yep, yep. And, and then another great resource is joining the main group mm-hmm. there. The, the Mums at the Table group on Facebook, yep. Definitely. And and if there's a, there's a local Facebook group that mm-hmm. is in your area, I'd recommend joining that mm-hmm. too. We're just getting them going, so keep your eyes peeled because there are definitely more in the pipeline. And so if there's not one in your area yet... There could be soon. There could be soon. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really great, Kylie. So I guess the message is clear. The website is there, mumsatthetable.com. If you're into YouTube, just go to YouTube, search Mums at the Table. It should, you know, those video segments should pop up. If you're big on Facebook... Go to Facebook, search Mums at the Table. You should find the the page there, you know, like it so you can follow what happens there. And then, yeah. As, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, yep. And as Kylie says, there's all, all these closed groups as well. So, yeah, join one of those. Be, be a part of the community if you're a mum out there listening. We don't want you to be isolated. We don't want you to feel alone. We want you to know that there's a community out there for you to help and that can help you. Thanks so much, Kylie, for, for your time today and for giving us the lowdown on Mums at the Table. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, Kent. Today's episode was based on an article appearing in this month's Science of the Times magazine. A subscription is just $26 for 11 issues a year. To find out more, visit signsofthetimes.org.au. Signs of the Times has been published in Australia since 1886 and is proudly produced by Adventist Media. This is an Adventist Media podcast. 